So maybe you're a crazy person like me who has over 400 Marines and you want to name them all. Or maybe you love creating new characters for D&D. Or maybe you just really like learning the meaning and origins behind some of your favorite nerdy character names from pop culture. Well then, it sounds like you need Naming Your Little Geek by Scott Root. This is an incredibly fun and easy read. It taught me not only is Ulrich the name of a war god, but also a Sith master. It also comes with one more added benefit. It's a great resource for naming your babies. Follow the link in the description below and pick up your copy of Naming Your Little Geek today. Hello and welcome back to what we are calling Bolters. Why are we calling them Bolters? Because they're rapid fire and only last about 24 to 30 minutes. I'm Lord Commander Orc, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. And I feel like the number you say at the beginning of that has gone up, because I remember, like, 15-minute Bolters in the past. So. Well, it's a Bolter because the Bolter profile for rapid fire is 24 to 30, depending if it's firstborn or primaris. That makes sense. Fair it, enough. It, it, it's, it's a clever play on words. Okay, okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm extremely tired. Me too, I'm exhausted today. Like, I'm not... It's been raining so goddamn much. <laughs> well, like, it's been raining the last two, three weeks, nonstop. Well, for me, it's because I've been recovering from illness, because I caught the COVID. Part of that means I've had to work from home this last week and a half, and I hate working from home. I'm way less productive, and that just makes me feel crappy. And don't feel great. Feel tired. I'm I'm mostly better now. I'm just waiting to get a negative test so I can stop working from home. I mean, Waxel's ready to step in whenever you're ready. I'm going to burn Waxel into cinder. Your hatred for Waxel. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. Besides that, I've also. Over the last few days, I've rewatched the whole Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man, and then I watched Amazing Spider-Man last night. And it's funny what my feelings are, because I still absolutely adore the first two Sam Raimi ones. I actually like the third one just fine. I think that a lot of the stuff that I had in my head that were problems with it were actually overblown by internet culture. So, and then Amazing Spider-Man still was absolutely terrible, but I couldn't bring myself to get as, like, angry about most of it. A few things, like the fucking up of the Uncle Ben stuff still made me absolutely livid, but most of it just made me feel tired. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you're, you're settling into your old manisms. It's like, fuck, I don't got time to be mad about movies. Yeah, which... I'm, I'm going to watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 probably tonight because I've never seen it, and I expect to be just as mad, quote-unquote, tired, or whatever, as with the main Spider-Man 1. But I, want to I at least... think you're be more tired, because that one's... There's so much... What the fuck's going on with Sony? I don't know. The point is, I've never actually watched that one, because I hated the first one so much, but I'm on a Spider-Man kick, so... Whatever. I at least have seen it, then. <laughs> I really wanted to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990, but I can't find it on any streaming service that isn't, like, rent or buy, and that makes me pissed off. I'm so, surprised you don't own it. I just don't own a lot of physical media. Like, I own 200 episodes of One Piece, I own Watchmen, I own SLC Punk, I own Bacchano, and I own Fooly Cooly, and I own Yu Show. That's about it. That's, like, all the physical media I own. So. You say that's it, but, like, four of those were anime, and anime is fucking just dense. There's lots of it. Yeah, but my point is that I just don't own movies. Like, the only yeah. the only movies I have are Watchmen and SLC Punk. Like, that's it. And I don't even know where SLC Punk is right now. It wasn't in my box when I checked last night. 
See, I'm the opposite. I, I'm, I'm building a nice, steady physical media library because, as you know, we've seen with the streaming wars, fucking get that shit on physical. I mean, I agree because, like I said, I couldn't find Turtles 1990, which is an awesome movie, and I just had an inkling to watch it again. But at the same time, I have too much stuff already, and I just don't have room for stuff. So, ah, that is a perpetual problem. Anyway, why don't we let's get on to an actual topic that we're here for because well, I can talk course. about this forever. What is not a perpetual problem is our patrons, those wonderful, wonderful people that support us. They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chitman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brendan Engel, John Middles, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Dona Lucy, Patrick Anderson, Carson Mel, Skyrim, Derek Scotty, and Peter Cook. Now, if you enjoyed our early little bit ramblings and you're like, boy, I sure want more of that, then you should consider becoming a patron because for a dollar a month, you not only get access to all of our episodes early, but you get extra bonus rambly content exclusively via our Patreon. And is our our Discord is not patron exclusive anymore, is it? No. No. We have right. segments that still are, but we 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 haven't used them in a while, which we're going to try and get better at. But the list of things we're going to try and get better at for twenty twenty three, yeah, I could I could it could kill a buffalo. Point is, there's that too. Anyways, let's get down to the original focus, the idea, the impetus behind this particular buckler. We're talking forty k wish lists. Yeah, I think we've done something like this a couple years ago, so it's just time to kind of revisit now that, you know, some stuff we've gotten and... We've gotten a lot of stuff, like squats, though I still think our personal pitch was better. I'm a little bit biased on that one, but yeah. we still don't have our war beasts for squats. Yeah, it's... I, I agree, I would have liked to see that, but it's okay, I'll live. And hey, there's they're they're gonna get other codexes. There's gonna be more stuff to come. Yeah. I mean, the land train's gonna have to show up eventually. Absolutely. But the big one that we've got recently is World Eaters. Proper World Eaters. Yep. No, that's that's a long time coming. Yeah. So now we're here to talk about what stuff we would want to see next. Now I have one big one and maybe a couple minor ones, but since this was originally Ulrich's idea, why don't you start with something that you're thinking of? I want the final payoff of the Warhammer Clocks meme, which if you know, you know, and if you don't... Clocks? So, forever ago, I think it was when they announced Plastic Sisters, there was a video put up by Warhammer Community that had three clocks. One said Sisters of Battle, one said squats and one said plastic thunderhawk plastic thunderhawk two out of three of those have been paid off yeah but i also feel like two out of three of those are a much bigger deal <laughs> i wouldn't know for the space marine community getting a plastic thunderhawk are you fucking kidding me as a non-space marine player i don't know i can't get in that headspace so go ahead it's like a plastic squig off okay i mean that's that's a big deal fair enough and i mean yeah well, you can get one from Forge World in resin, and it's Forge World, and it's resin, and it's a fucking nightmare. And it's like, I think it goes for 1600 American? Ah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, besides the fact that I refuse on principle to do resin models at all, and, you know, different people, different shakes, but, yeah, they tend to be way expensive comparatively, and already the hobby's expensive enough. Yeah, and I, I, I need one. I'm going to have to get one eventually one way or another because it is the keystone in my Space Marine project. 
what I would love is not to have to buy it and then pay someone to put it together for me because I am not going to fuck with Forge World Resin. The fact that there are people who have whole side businesses assembling them tells you everything you need to know about the quality of the casts. I've watched a number of videos from like professional people putting together Forge World stuff, and the fact that you are already kind of gambling because once you get them, there's a there's a good possibility, especially with the larger ones, of warping, and dealing with warping is really difficult. There's warping and sanding and filling and listen, I'm a hobbyist. I know assembling is part of the hobby, but when I spend that much money. I shouldn't have to spend that much more money buying the supplies to make it look like what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it is funny. My girlfriend recently, as in like a month ago, she bought Volturnus, Volturnus the, um, it's an H of Sigmar model. It's like the High King of the Eidneth Deepkin. He's riding like a oh, seahorse yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Megathor has him. Yeah, she wanted, because she wanted a model that if she didn't like the hobby, she still could use as like just a nice you know, headpiece to, like, put somewhere, right? And so that was a good shape. It wasn't too big. And so she built it largely herself. I did, like, a couple things that she was having trouble with with her hands. But she kept complaining when she'd be like, why is this finger not just come attached to the hand? Why? <laughs> yeah, there's some weird Games Workshop-isms like that. Well, I, I explained to her, I was like, well, you know, part of the fun is assembling, but I do get that sometimes it does feel like, why do they have this separated? I don't... Oh, there's always those weird little things, like fingers, they love doing fingers for some fucking reason. Well, I know that recently I was building a, a Skaven model, I don't know what, but the head was oh it was a deathmaster that's right and the head was split into three parts and i was like this model is not that big most of it is like the landmark that he's standing on how come the head which is the size of like a normal skaven head isn't just one piece i don't understand i've had a couple like that and before anyone goes oh aeronautica imperialis they've got like no that's not what i want that is not a substitute that's like me saying Hey, Axel, you want a Titan? And you go in, yeah. And then I hand you one from Adeptus Titanicus. Not the same thing. It isn't? I mean, I haven't seen the Adeptus Titanicus. I thought they were just played with knights, so... Well, Adeptus Titanicus, it's... They're the models, but they're scaled way down. Well, oh. halfway between. They are a smaller scale. Okay. No. I mean, I like the fact that, generally speaking, the, the official models within a game are kind of to scale with each other at least within a faction they almost always are and then yeah. most of the time between factions you can you can like look and it's believably maintained it's maintained scale yeah that's my big one that i'm like i want it and i don't know i want to have hope because squats seemed like such a pipe dream but it came true no so... one thought that we were gonna get squats that was out of fucking nowhere so yeah so maybe and i mean they have the 3D model because they have it miniature, so it's only a matter of upscaling it and, you know, making a mold from that. I do wonder who, what the conversations must be like at Games Workshop when they are figuring out what new models slash old models to release, like how their priorities go. I mean, I know part of it, obviously, is just a financial number, hence why Space Marines are always the poster child, but... We've gotten enough releases that weren't Space Marine things to make me, like, just... I just wonder how those conversations go, so... Oh, yeah. No, like, I know the one big thing I do, I, I know, 
is they shout a shed load of titans through Forge World, which yeah. is insane. Like apparently that's uh, that support. That's a good number of those sell out, and it's just like, who are you, crazy motherfuckers? Yeah, I believe it. I wonder how many mantas they sell. <laughs> Enough to keep them regularly rotated through in stock, and that's what I also want, just because it's currently the biggest model they sell. Yeah, I just love the idea of playing a game of Kill Team on top of it because it's big enough to do that. Yeah, no, the thing weighs as much as a fucking coffee table. No, okay, so a big important space... So a Thunderhawk, right, to... Correct me if I'm wrong, because my Space Marine tech lore is a little rusty. That's basically a big combat dropship, right? Yes. Okay. There's a technically an even bigger one for the Primaris, but we don't know what it looks like or anything about it other than it exists. Flying models are a weird one for me. I have one flying model. I've got an Orc Burnabama, and I don't know if I'm ever going to... I fielded it once when I first got it, and... I don't know, it just it doesn't fit with the rest of my, like, case. So Flyers I... don't have great rules. Like, I've got a couple, i got a bunch of, i got a bunch of flyers. I'm not even going to say a few, because I'm building out an armory. I'm always picking things up. They're fun. I feel but like flyers should be good in an apocalypse game, but not really a standard game. So. Yeah, they're a big point sink, and it's like, well, yeah, no. I'm just going to keep it because you look cool. And again, I need one. Because it's the keystone that will complete everything else. I gotta have at least one. Alright. Well, uh, moving on to something I want. And I don't expect this, not for a few years. Even though, honestly, they could do it next. That I think it would be appropriate. We now have Thousand Sons, Death Guard, and World Eaters. Just give us Emperor's Children. I've been saying it for a while. We were, You've been hinting at Fulgrim for a while. Once, even just, like, a basic launch, like, not even that much, like, a Fulgrim model, a, a Noise Marine squad, maybe, and then, like, a squad of mutated but very Slaneshi-specific uh, Chaos Marines, and that's it. And that would be enough of a release to be like, well, now all four of the Chaos Gods have actual Space Marine armies. So, that's what I want. It's been heavily rumored forever and of course with the whole arc of omens starting up again it's getting rumored even more and it's like listen games workshop has not even pretended that they aren't setting fulgrim up in the background i mean he's been floating around since the gathering storm it's just uh, he like, was also literally the first primarch to try to fuck with uh Guillemin after he came back so. yeah so no like i said he's been in gathering storm it's like cool let's put him on the table any day now come on just, just, you know, let's fucking balance it out. We don't even need much, but just give us enough so that each of the four Chaos Gods have a full army, and then Slash is the only one that doesn't have a Chaos Marine army yet. It has one model, a Noise Marine, and, you know, just expand it a little bit. Not even a huge bit, just a little bit, so that we have... I have an obsession with balance. I have no interest in playing Emperor's Children or anything like no. that. I just want to see them exist. So. Yes. I want to see. I want people to be incentivized to play the other factions, and nothing incentivizes people to play other factions than big, giant models. Yeah, I saw. I saw some meme on on the Warhammer Grimdank that was something like, "Don't you Space Marine players want to be playing against not Space Marines?" <laughs> yes, very much so. So yeah, that's there's really not much anything more to say about that because again, it's probably unlikely since World Eaters are 
in the middle of their release right now. Like, it's not even fully done yet. So it's highly unlikely they do a full faction release of an also Chaos Army so soon after. But who knows? Because it was a while between Magnus and Mortarian. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying, though. I, I just... gap between Mortarian and Angron. Yeah, so I just, I don't think we'll see Fulgrim for probably a few years. I do know it's going to happen, but it's it's definitely the top of my wish list right now. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. That's my big other thing that I'll go on and on. More Primarchs. Okay, we've already opened the floodgate. Let's start bringing them back. We should have, again, this is my balanced brain getting obsessed. I want four Loyalist Primarchs in play. One primary one, which is Gilliman, and then three that are doing just other things. The line is going to be an obvious one, but between Lehman Russ, uh, Corvus Corax, and um, Vulcan, you can you can do something. So just, but all together should uh, have. It, it's it's happening. It's just a matter of who, because Games Workshop kind of. The lion will be next. If the lion is not next, it means something has gone like wrong in the conversations between the board members or something. Maybe. So. But no, we need more Primarchs because I think it makes the setting more interesting. Not it, not a lot of Primarchs, but just, again, I feel I'm like for... everybody needs to come back, but yeah. if we can start trickling them out and, you know... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, just for balance purposes, for as many Demon Primarchs, we should have a Loyalist Primarch, at least on the table. Yeah. So. And I mean, again, it's just, it's... People deserve to have the option to have a Primarch or a big beat stick. And... I love Gilliman. Gilliman's fun. His rules are pretty lousy, but I still love putting him on the table because I get to go, and that's my Primarch. I do wonder what the Space Marines sub-faction sales numbers look like, because if you think about the Space Marines and how many of them actually have like unique, unique models, Blood Angels, I would say, Space Wolves, obviously, and, and what, Death Watch, kind of? Dark Angels... Black Templar. Yeah, okay, Dark Angels, Black Templar. Okay, that makes sense. So, again, Dark Angels are probably going to get their Primarch first. But I'm, I'm just saying, my, my point is that a lot of them are, you can buy any box of Space Marines and turn them into whatever you want. So I wonder if they have, like, good statistics for what sub-factions are actually getting purchased, quote-unquote, and played the most. That's a good question. Like, I know Ultramarines do fairly well because Ultramarines are the, the poster boy of the company, yeah. of the company, and they have the most characters. Yeah, they are the poster child. Well, they don't have the most characters, but they have a lot of characters. I was about to say, and I thought Space Wolves had the most characters now. Space Wolves probably do. They have so goddamn many. Yeah. Anyways, next up on my wish list is give the Tau their goddamn auxiliaries. Well, actually, we can talk about this together, because if I am not getting Emperor's Children next, then one thing I really think we do need is an expansion on I was going to say Tau auxiliaries. Particularly Crute. I think that Crute and Narlax and stuff like that should get just more going on. But Vespids, too. There's literally one yes. squad of old-ass-looking Vespids. So I want Tau players to have a variety of ways to play their army and the whole sales pitch of tau is it's a big cohesive race or you know empire to be fair to be fair the sales pitch of tau is actually kind of varied and depends like they literally have different sales pitches within because the one they're leaning heavily in is hey you want to be gundam essentially 
And there, I get that. I've got a friend who is a major Tau player who bought a Storm Surge and three Riptides. That is the particular power fantasy that they are selling heavily right now and that he bought into. Great. Yeah. But I think that what you just said is also part of the pitch, and that part well, is being ignored. based pitch. Like, if I'm pitching, you know, this is their form. So here's the Tau. They're a big, you know, homogenous race. Uh, they've got all these different things. The main race are the Tau. They use giant robots, but they also have all these other people that you will never see on the table. Well, honestly, I think they also should do, uh, as a similar note, where are Tau upgrade sprues that you can use to turn guardsmen into Tau, since we know humans exist within the Tau Empire? Yeah, that's, I mean, just little stuff like that, yeah. because I, we got, I got a whole other... And to be clear, me and Ulrich have gone on record, neither one of us are big fans of the Tau altogether. Like, I'm glad they exist within the setting. I don't, I don't think about the Tau much. So again, this is just yeah. more a matter of, like, it's good for the whole hobby and the whole setting for for this to happen. Yeah. No, I want Tau to have variety. I want there to be more than one way to play Tau. If you want to run an army that is nothing but auxiliary, you totally should be able to. It should play totally different than a static gun line from a crisis suit ball. You should have that option. Well, they should definitely have auxiliary psychers. The fact that they don't right now is just troubling. And for... that's just like a big weakness, like, gameplay-wise. Yeah, because lore-wise, they do. They have auxiliary psychers within the lore. So on the table, they should have that so they can have access to an entire mechanic that they currently just do not have access to, that most of their factions do. And I mean, who knows? Maybe they've got something coming down the pipe. I mean, Games Workshop teased what looks to be new Farsight. So maybe that will bring something different. Because, I mean, and Farsight would be a great one to have the auxiliaries launch with. You know, the Farsight Enclave is out there on the fringes. Yeah. They're making the most use of, you know, auxiliary forces. Yeah. I mean, again, though, I think you don't have to be very complicated. I think all we need really are an expansion on Kroot, an expansion on Vespid, and then a Psyker race. And that would yeah. be enough to, like, really give Tau a bit more going on just, just i mean because the line is pretty good there's not a lot of outdated stuff to the line i don't think yeah i mean they just recently released like a crew kill team thing that actually is really awesome so like that's cool i just also want more of the like narlax stuff yeah bring in some of the cool stuff from the lore and just options options are always good i think that's like our big thing minus my uh thunderhawk rant we want options for everybody yeah. Now, I, I will admit that one of my things is I've lately not been thinking too much about what I want from 40k because I've been getting more into the fantasy side of things, and the more I read and look into it, the fantasy side of things is somehow both larger and also more in need of attention. When you say fantasy, do you mean fantasy or do you mean Age of Sigmar? I mean both in this case because, anyway, my, my point is that because fantasy is older and Age of Sigmar uses a lot of what's going on in fantasy, there are technically a like seemingly a wider range of models and stuff in Age of Sigmar slash fantasy, but it also means that a lot more of it is a lot older. Like, I don't know if any metal models exist in 40k, but I know metal models still exist in Age of Sigmar. I know there's still metal stuff out there. I don't know what it is. I know there's a couple... I know most of it has been purged from the Space Marine lines. There's still a lot of fine cast. 
Yeah, like I remember when I first got into the hobby, my thing that I was like, I want plastic commandos. Well, now it's several years later and I have plastic commandos. But now I'm looking at like, I want plastic Ikit Claw slash an Arch Warlock, who is a Skaven model for any non-fantasy Age of Sigmar players out there. But right now that model is literally in metal. And I am not, I mean, I'm already not doing resin. There's no way in hell I would do metal. Yeah, I I had a bunch of metal models that I got secondhand with an army, and eventually I just I I just threw them away. I'm like, no, I I am I'm done fucking with you. Everything about you sucks. You're not worth it. Your sculpts are ugly. I don't need you that badly. Yeah. So my my point is that it's funny in my mind outside of the Emperor's Children thing. 40k is actually in a pretty good spot for a variety of models, and most of the models are pretty good quality. So I, I that's why I've been thinking more about the the fantasy Age of Sigmar side of things, where I feel like there's a lot more unevenness. <laughs> you know, maybe next time we do one of these, we'll do it for Age of Sigmar, because I, I don't play Age of Sigmar anymore, but I still have a wish list of things I'd like to see happen. Yeah. Like, I, I keep an eye on that little franchise. I'm like, oh, you guys are still going? Good for you. I still like parts of you. Well, I'll put it this Some way. that stuff needs to be wrapped up. It feels like, if we look at 40K, the models right now are averaging like an 8, 8.5 out of 10. Most models across the whole game are pretty solid. There are some outliers, and there are some like really good ones, but largely you're just like a B B plus kind of thing. Age of Sigmar has a lot more tens and a lot more like twos. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, no, I we'll, we'll go into this little tangent briefly. My biggest problem with Age of Sigmar is so many factions feel like they started on them and they never finished them. Yeah, uh huh. Like Fire Slayers are this great like, here's this whole big faction. Yeah, cool. You ever coming back? Here's a character. <laughs> but, but we need more variety. Here's another character. Well, what's especially mean, funny because terrain. Okay, this is just getting mean. Yeah, well, it was funny because I last year when I first started getting into Skaven, I went to my local Warhammer shop because I have an actual Warhammer shop, and I asked him about it, and he literally looked at me and went, "We don't carry Skaven at all." There was one model, which was the Warlock Engineer, which was like a model that came out a couple years ago. But besides that, they literally just don't carry the faction, despite being one of the most important factions in the setting and like the centerpiece enemy of one of the most popular games in the fantasy setting with Vermintide, and they just don't carry it. And I don't understand. So, yeah, Skaven. Oh boy, like we've talked to Sotek about Lizardmen and Seraphon. Lizardmen Seraphon are the other big one that are a victim of this because their dinosaurs are like nines and tens. And then their like actual Saurus warriors are like fours and fives, as far as quality is concerned. So Yeah, it looks like they're finally getting updated too, but no, we could definitely do a whole episode just wishlisting stuff for Age of Sigmar that basically boils down to Give this faction new models. Give this faction new models. Yeah. Finish this fucking faction. Yeah. So, anyway, my, my point is that 40k actually feels like, for the most part, it's in a pretty good spot right now. And it's been getting a lot more attention in the last few years. I think that's a good reason why. The, the only thing I can think of when I think about it that we haven't talked about is maybe, like, a good set of Arbides. I don't know if we'd ever make Arbides. Oh, Arbides are coming. They got leaked as well. Yeah, I remember hearing like Games Workshop leaked them themselves. 
Yeah, I remember hearing about that, but I heard that there was no guarantee that it's not just like a Necromunda thing or something. So. Well, no, like they are in the rules for the boarding action with Inquisition. Oh, like, that's cool. You can, if you bring an Inquisitor, you can pull from these, you know, groups of models, and one of them was listed as Arbides. It's like, oh, well, that confirms that. Oh, and for anyone who doesn't know, because uh, Arbides, I'm going to pronounce it like Oryx pronouncing it, are they're basically the version of cops in Forty Judge Dread. Yeah, Judge, they stole Judge Dredd's design. Yes, I had to think back of who came first. Yeah, no, they stole Judge Dredd's design. I'm fine with that. Judge Dredd's awesome. So. Yeah, no, they have big slab shields and shock mauls and big yeah. helmets. But they're not really they're not really a military faction as much as they are quote unquote the peacekeepers of like hive cities and stuff. So they're big in the yeah. lore, but yeah. Yeah, they've never really had a tabletop presence. And no, hearing that, like, oh, that's cool. I mean, boarding action with Inquisitors feels like right where they belong. Yeah, but at the same time, we've definitely got enough Imperial stuff, so give us the Chaos and Tau thing beforehand. Do do Eldar need anything? I know they just got... Oh, Eldar need, like, the back half of their range updated. Because I know they just got some stuff updated this last year. That There's was... still so much of their stuff that's, like, third edition. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Eldar... I, I, I don't like Eldar. So I know Necron are good right now. Necron are pretty fucking Necron solid. Necron got a nice update... Tyranids are, look, are rumored to get an update. Orcs but Tyranids are still pretty good, bad. though. Like, even their older models don't look very bad. Tyranid models just tend to look pretty good. So, yeah. Gene Steeler no. Colts look good. They just need constant rule management. Eldar and Dark Eldar definitely need a sprucing up. Okay. They got some old stuff in there. That's literally the theme of any conversation we have like this is make is refresh old stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. Namely Xenos. I want to fight more Xenos. Yeah. And not that I, again, I'm happy we got squats. I was not expecting it. And Plus so I'm not, awesome. yeah, so I'm not saying don't do new stuff, but I'm also saying that, you know, maybe every time you release something, just pick one model that you have in resin or metal and refresh it. So I think we said that when we started Geeks of Grimdark, it's like, there should be no more fucking fine cast resin. There should be no more metal. Yeah. It is, it is too damn long that you're still bothering with this shit. Get it out of here. Agreed. All right, well, that's our long, rambly wish list. We got a little bit of Age of Sigmar in there as well as a little treat for y'all. Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of Total War lately, so that's why my brain's in the fantasy version of things. So. Ah, maybe when Old World finally has something to talk about, we'll talk about the Old World. We'd love it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Share this with a friend. Share this with an enemy. Share this with somebody, because that's, that's the lifeblood of podcasts. Yeah, and whatever platform you're currently listening to us on, thank you for doing it. I don't have a list in front of me. We're on a bunch of them. Besides the normal platform things, we're on Fireside Alliance, which is awesome. They're good people. And I know you can rate us on Spotify, which has an impact. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Wright. Be sure to tune in next time. And remember, Katie is gone. Next up, Katians. <laughs>